Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there. It's, hey there, Cape Cod. It's a little past high noon on Wednesday. Time with life, time for life with Gwen. Now, as you can see, I'm a little uh, discombobulated because I'm trying to play with technology, which happens a lot. But this is a message that was sent in. Uh, and, you know, like on those big award shows, we are going to play it for you, or we are certainly going to attempt to. This is Gwen Friss introducing you to King Richard of the King Richard's Fair. Good day, my lords and ladies. Tis I, King Richard, 11th king to bear that name, at King Richard's Fair at Carvershire. Come, come, relive the magic. Come, relive the fantasy here at King Richard's Fair, running through October 20th. Escape your reality. Come to this magical place. You will not be sorry. God save you all and visit King Richard's Fair. Dot net. His Majesty is most articulate. He is. I. And I have to say, though, that um, um, I have to say that the king could not be with us today. So he sent his second in command, the man who really does the work. Oh, I would not be <laughs> so impolitic as to suggest that. Well, this is Lord Percival, and he is chancellor of the um, make-believe, um, wish it was so in your heart, Renaissance Fair that happens every, every uh, year in, in Carver. Indeed. So uh, welcome. And I'm um, sorry for the technical difficulties, but, uh, and you would not suggest that you do all the work because you don't want the king to take your head. Well, actually to rule is to serve. So his majesty is actively involved in every aspect of government. Uh, I, on the other hand, as his chancellor, is his primary assistant in all things. So he is so very busy that for certain diplomatic functions, he sends me in his place. Well, welcome. I welcome. thank the most so, kindly, my lady. Oh my goodness, I forgot what year we were living in. So it um, it is so nice to meet you, and you brought some things, including this wonderful hat, so that uh, we could uh, learn a little bit about the Renaissance Fair and uh, what's happening, what's new this year. Um, and um, let me remind you, readers, uh, viewers, if you are watching and you have questions, you can type them into Facebook Live, and we will try to answer them. Ooh, I love that. Yes. Isn't it magic? Indeed, yes. yes so, and I do love to meet the people. So, um, and tell me a little bit about your job. Now, the reason we have so many hats is because uh, the folks that you work with told me that you are a man of many hats. Indeed, yea, I do a great deal in service to their majesties. I take care of all the wardrobe needs and making certain that for the presentation uh, special that we do give unto our guests, a musical, uh, I am responsible for the look of all of that. As a 
royal court mask, as it were, an entertainment for His Majesty's people. I also assist in the training of uh, of our young villagers, and I hold the history of the fair within my adult pate, and I do believe it important to share the history of the fair and uh, its predecessors so that everyone within our village feels that they are an active part uh, a link in a very long chain, which goes back for myself, uh, 42 years of service to the the throne of the King Richards. I have served as chancellor to 10 of the 11 King Richards. My goodness, you must be uh, very experienced and also very adaptable. Uh, yes, adaptability is the key to success. And you, you actually are in this year's musical. I indeed. Um, <laughs> it uh, it is a particularly delightful show this season. They all are very entertaining. Some more challenging than others, perhaps. Uh, but they recount some of the adventures that members of the court have had in the intervening year. This year, we go back to a mythical land known as the Fairy Tale Woods. It is a magical land in the center of all the primary realms where if in fact you do wander in, you eventually express your true nature, which comes about as portraying one of the more classic fairy tale characters. This is where the inflatable pigs came from. Ah, well, there you have it. Um, I, I wouldn't say they're necessarily inflated, though certainly they have a great sense of their own importance. <laughs> but yay, the three little pigs, not that little, um, do uh, play a part in uh, the first act of the musical, where they try to exact revenge upon the big bad wolf. And people may not know if you haven't been before that um let's talk a little bit uh about king richard's fair you come in you leave your car you come through the magic gates and uh then you're in a wonderfully peaceful wooded area well i would not say the gates themselves are not magical the realm is and I it see. is true you may arrive either by horse or carriage or whatever your conveyance might be but people will congregate first in the, the parking area, uh, gather themselves, if you will, and then once they enter into the village, you are in an immersive theatrical experience. <coughs> God bless Do you. Do excuse me, I have a touch of the ague from uh, the season of harvest. So if I cough a little bit, I am not carrying the plague and thou art most safe. Oh, good, um, because I didn't know if I should, like, have, you know, a cloth over my face. No, no. Oh, heavens, not that beautiful <laughs> face. Oh. Uh, no. So as I did say, you do enter into an immersive theatrical experience. Um, we do portray a Renaissance village. Uh, that is the period uh, approximately in the 1500s. Mm -hmm. um, most of our villagers do not travel widely, so they gauge time by the reign of the monarch. So when asked, we would tell people, we are in the first year of the reign of King Richard the Eleventh. And this is, is a place where everyone is welcome. Some of your guests come year after year and keep adding pieces to their costume, either by making them 
or by buying them because there are many shops where you can you can buy clothing like the hat that I'm wearing. Uh, well, that one is not available. I made that myself. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for letting me wear of, it. One of the, the many things I do is uh, in my spare time, I also am a bit of a couturier and, uh, and hat maker. But that is simply because busy hands are necessary. Idle hands are the devil's workplace. I see. Uh, yes, yeah, so as you did uh, make, make mention, many of our guests do come dressed. Uh, they want to really be a, a full participant in the experience, though that is hardly required. Uh, the great bulk of our audience simply are looking for a diverting day, something different. And going to a Renaissance festival is clearly very different. It is not a passive experience. If you wish to just go and sit and watch shows and do a little shopping, that is acceptable. But many of our people engage directly one-on-one -on -one with our guests. And in a day such as we might live outside the, the realm of Carvershire, very few people talk to people they do not know anymore. And I believe that that is a, not only a lost art, but a remarkable gift we can give our patrons. We see you, we acknowledge you, we validate you, and we are genuinely very interested in your story and your experiences within our festival. We want you to Take a day and put all your burdens aside. You will have no worries, no concerns outside of those you choose to bring in with you, which is why I believe so many people do dress when they come to the festival. They wish to experience a day as someone other than who they actually are. I myself believe you are always who you are, but you may choose to be an exalted version of yourself. Well, this is so true because I am still me, but I can't remember the last time I wore a hat like this. It's been many years. This is perhaps, whoops, this is perhaps one of the more in keeping with uh, the kinds of hats that you'll find if you uh, were to um, go to one of the, the uh, clothiers that Indeed, in fact, that the beautiful Byzantine circlet, very suitable for princesses. It, uh, it comes from one of our very fine merchants called Heart's Delight. They have beautiful clothing and very fine accessories. And the, that particular Byzantine roll, many people make a version of it, but I've never seen one that I've liked as much. I will say myself, I make a few, and none of them are as lovely as those. Well, as uh, I saw myself having trouble handling the ribbons without knocking over the microphones, I can't wait till we get to the real sword. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're handling the veil on that coronet very well. Oh, thank you. So uh, we should tell people that uh, uh, you are uh, on Route 58 in, in Carver. And uh, it's a wooded area. I forget the acreage, but it's... it's I a, believe we have somewhere between 80 and 90 acres um, the village itself is a little smaller, but we have eight uh, permanent stages plus a number of other, what we would term, soft performance spots. Mm -hmm. So you'll wander along. You might see a great large show going on 
to your left, another to your right, but directly in front of you might just be a few quiet musicians taking a little corner and playing for the people who wander by. It is, as you did say, just off Highway 58 in Carver. The site itself is magnificent. Our village, unlike so many other festivals about the country, is almost exclusively wooded and shaded. So it is very comfortable in our village. And the gift of performing in the middle of a pine forest is truly magnificent. And everything except, now correct me if I'm wrong, but everything except the uh, the food stands, which are kind of covered, but uh, everything else is, is without electricity. Your rides are, are run by hand. Indeed, yay. There are some quiet nods to modern technology in terms of um, making certain that the largest number of audience members can enjoy the shows. Mm -hmm. So there is some vocal enhancements perhaps that occur. Oh, right. But beyond that, there is no specialty lighting other than what the good Lord provides us with. Um, and, uh, and yes, we are basically free of technologies. So all the performances occur without any special effects. And, and you're during the day. You run weekends and Monday holidays. Mm -hmm. uh, is it 10 to 6? It is 10.30 to 6. 10.30 to 6. So uh, it's all during the day. Mm -hmm. I forgot about the, that technology, but I was going to tease you just a little bit. I noticed that there is an Oreo ice cream pie, and I'm pretty sure they didn't have Oreos in the 1600s. Well, uh, <laughs> the... Um the actual makeup of the recipe is a closely held secret uh, <laughs> known only to our master chef, Master Bob Crumpet. However, I believe that that is referred to as the mud man pie. Okay. However, we do not use real mud in it, nor do the mud bakers actually have anything to do with its preparation. Yes, because you do use real mud in the mud wrestling. Oh, heavens, yes. Yes, yes would, I've seen that would, as well. It wouldn't have much purpose if it wasn't theater in the ground. <laughs> and some, I can tell you've been doing this for 42 years. Mm -hmm. so. One does pick up a few things, it's like a, the ague during um, harvest season. So it's uh, yes, you know, it's a wonderful place to be. But if you work there and it's raining because this goes on rain or shine, um, it can be a little right. It can be a little bit. We different. have had the extremes of temperature and weather. Uh, again, you, you do remain adaptable, especially in one's wardrobe. Uh, we have had days well in excess of 90 degrees and high humidity. And toward the end of the season, it is not unusual for it to snow. Interesting. Well, with you seem to have a hearty costume and, uh, well, not costume, but a hearty uh, uh, finery that you are wearing. And many of, the, um, many of the actors and actresses and villagers are. So um, that probably does better in the snow than it does in the heat. It, as is true throughout history, you adapt your clothing to the conditions. Um, even, even court characters on a very hot day would remove their sleeves, perhaps, or uh, be a little less straightly laced into their, their bodices or doublets. Uh, during cold weather, though, of course, you just wrap yourself in a cloak. And mostly, the extremes of weather happen at the beginning or the end of the day, even on a cold uh, festival day. It is truly magnificent. It's still only in October. We will not get 
such extremes as you will get later in the season. But uh, when it is crisp and the air is clear and there's the scent of cider and smoke in the air, there is no place more magically beautiful than the village of Coffershire. And I noticed that uh, this year you have a couple of uh, new concoctions um, along with beer and wine and, and cider. Uh, you have a couple of uh, mixed, uh, I guess you'd call them mixed cocktails that, that are, you know, are special to the kingdom. Well, yes, there are. There are some, some things unique to our village. Um, uh, let me see. There is a frozen rosé. Uh, I forget now what they call it, it's like froze or something, yes. that is incredibly refreshing. And we have partnered with Tito's to provide us with very fine spirits that are mixed in a variety of different concoctions. Um, I would always say, you, do not, you, you don't drink the water in the Renaissance, you don't trust it. <laughs> you limit yourself to something which has been brewed or distilled. That sounds good. Uh, within reason, because you probably have to go back into the real world afterwards. Within reason, yes. Now, you wouldn't know anything about this, but I spoke with a colleague of yours who said there's also been extra precautions taken in terms of uh, spraying earlier this year uh, to, to help ease people's concerns about mosquitoes. I, indeed. Uh, once we just discovered uh, how plague is transmitted, I mean, we assumed it was just ill humors and bad air, <clears throat> but in truth, sometimes the vermin cause us problems. This year, though, because we are... He means are, mosquitoes. <laughs> well, in that case, it would have been fleas, I think. Yeah. But yeah, the mosquitoes this year have been particularly virulent. Uh, so since we take such great care about the safety and comfort of our guests, there has been all sorts of additional spraying and uh, and techniques to bring down any sort of possible problems or difficulties. It is an outdoor event, and yet every member of the staff, the court, the royalty, the villagers, we are all absolutely dedicated to the experience of our guests and their safety as well. And there have been uh, a lot of changes at King Richard's Fair because your king is new this year. This is the first year for uh, Richard XI. Indeed it is. As I said, I have served under 10 of the 11 Richards. Um, there is always a, a peaceful transition of power. What occurred, our King Richard X, um, he came by his, uh, his reign as, uh, as was evidenced in a will from one of our past kings. Well it was discovered to have been a fraud. Uh, sadly, his mother, the mother of King Richard X, in her wish to elevate her son, brought about a bit of a fraud in the royal succession. Ah. However, King Richard XI, being the gracious host and monarch that he is, immediately saw that there was no ill intent. And truthfully, King Richard X seeks a more quiet life. Um, the role of king is most difficult. So um, King Richard X started out as our royal chef, Bob Crumpet, and he has returned most happily to that position. After, however, having ruled our realm for 17 years. 
And I had heard that his knife <coughs> skills, his knife skills are, are very good. And uh, have you he ever also known spent <coughs> some time uh, working in a knifery. <coughs> yes. Have you ever known a chef not to be good with knives? Absolutely. Those things go together. Indeed, yay. So he is, um, since the, the kitchens are running very smoothly, he has decided to take a day himself to enjoy the festival. And he is at the, uh, the knife-throwing booth, uh, not only showing his skills, but teaching our guests how properly to throw a knife to a target. You know, I haven't done that, but I think I will. It's a good thing to know. I and uh, and there aren't a lot of places where you can get that kind of skill where oh, you can practice. I I and the games of skill are truly remarkable. You can just go right down the line. There's an axe throw and the knife throw, and um and s sort of sharp stars that one can toss at targets. Of course, the uh, the natural archery and um, test of strength, uh, catapult catapulting critters and crossbow. These are all very delightful, relatively easy games of skill. And we also have, as you mentioned, the hand-powered rides, which are great fun. The hurlinator and the carousel, um, all managed without the use of any modern trickery, just physics and the power of human strength. Absolutely. And I... Um I did want to take this out to show you, and uh, I think I may have put it. The let's look at this <laughs> stuff first. We'll unbury it, and then so, I will place it off here to the side. Good thing that we are not under attack because the sword is buried. But we'll get to it. So, is this a particular uh, crest, or this is one of the things? This is that one of you the, the decorative crests. This is a shield, mm -hmm. uh, mostly intended for young knights, um, children will start to play. Yes, there hands are. Hands can go right in the back there. Handles there. It also comes, uh, you can also buy a small wooden sword for it. It is a wonderful first experience for the young gentlemen, or ladies for that matter, who wish to experience life as a, as a royal knight. So the, the shield is uh, very useful. It protects you from the blow of the sword. Or from your sister. <laughs> I had a sister similar to that eye. Here, I will then take, take this and this. set it aside for thee. And while we're talking about um, <laughs> shields and and swords, there uh, there's an there's a daily joust more than once. There right? are three. Uh, it is a progressive tournament, which scandal. Uh, I said I was not going to speak on scandal here this day, but we I'm actually, not sure you can help it. It, uh, it, it is an important thing that hath occurred. Um, uh, generally, our first tournament of the day is simply a display of skill, um, uh, jousting at rings and at various targets. But a masked knight entered uh, upon this last week with an accusation, uh, accusation of treachery. It is someone known unto me, and I was shocked and horrified, I tell you, horrified, that a dear friend of mine, Lady Alexandria, the flame of, of Avalon, has shown up with an accusation against one of our other knights. Now, she has been raised uh, around knights and horses and weaponry, and she is a very competent and very skillful lady, but she has taken it on herself to avenge her mentor's death and challenge these knights in combat. She is unique among ladies. Uh, she shows 
a strength and a determination of character that we all ought to aspire. She is a remarkable young lady. Now, is she the the uh, lady who, uh, I believe when I saw she, her, she was dressed in sort of a wine cranberry color, and she often has the ear of the king? Is that her? Uh, well, or, if you had seen this season, uh, Lady Alexandria is within the tourney field. So uh, she see. is not properly accoutred for a lady of her station. Uh, okay. She is in armor. Someone else. Aye. So. She is in armor. So there we now have um, a, uh, a totally equal kind of uh, uh, sh uh, show where, where ladies and gentlemen are, um, are jousting. We reflect the times in which we live. I am getting the five-minute single, so I am going to quickly run through a few things. I do want now, to show you this because yes, this, tell is me what this is such a beautiful... This is hold a it royal, up to the camera, please. This is a royal shirt, which, again... Shirts are, are fairly commonplace. We all wear linen between our skin and our good clothing. Mm -hmm. But this is from Threads of Time. And uh, the Lady Louisa does the most exquisite embroidery uh, upon these shirts. This is, uh, she is the royal shirt maker to our kings in, oh. uh, for the last number of seasons. And this was actually a shirt that I borrowed from Master Bob Crumpet. This was one of his royal shirts. It is threads of time. Her and this work is, all hand is done. beautifully exquisite. I believe she has some assistance within this, but yay, uh, royal ladies would regularly embroider the shirts of, for the king or for their gentlemen knights. I and see. And this represents just the finest of work on amazing, durable fabric. Uh, threads of time is quality clothing at a very reasonable price. It's sort of an investment price. I know that people put things together one piece at a time. And I recommend starting with a corset because your back will never feel better. Oh, indeed, yay. I, I don't know if I told you, but I actually had the opportunity to work with Nigel, the, the rose seller, uh -huh. for a day. And uh, therefore spent the day in, in corset and gear. And, and uh, it was quite comfortable. Oh, I, I often have worn a corset myself. <laughs> I'm going to have us go through these things quickly and uh, because we are running out of time, but this has been a lot of fun. You have a candle here? Indeed. This is uh, by Master Mike Mills. Now, what I love about this is not only the fine quality of the work, uh, because he sculpts a candle. First, he will dip the candle in various colors and then heat it again and manipulate it into these whimsical characters. I love him so much, though, because he has also been a part of our village from the very beginning, and his work is just demonstrates such fine artistry. Something else that I see you have here, Which, this goblet. Okay. Also, the here Lady Julia Sutter, she's made these. Not only are her glazes magnificently colored, but the handle is sculpted to your hand. Oh, how wonderful. So it's very secure. There is no one within the Renaissance Festival industry that does not have a piece of Julia Sutter pottery. And is, is this from her also? No, that is, is from another one of our fine merchants. This is very heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it is a piece of also earthenware from Mahinda pottery. Um, I love the Lady Mahinda. She is wed to our master puppeteer who wanders about all day in various large 
puppet costumes, but she herself is a fine artist of note and renown. And what would the purpose of this vessel be? This one would either be proper to use as a hydria or, uh, or an amphora, which would hold wines or waters, mm -hmm. but given her artistic bent, it is mostly, I think, intended to be decorative, and uh, you can also use it for a tall display of flowers dried or flowers dried, or uh, mm -hmm. dried pieces. Her work is magnificent. Generally, she does a lot of goblets and more practical things, mm -hmm. including something for removing the, ju the juice from citruses. Um, but uh, I just brought this because it is such an exquisite piece. And sadly, within the lighting of the studio, you cannot see just how bright and reflective her glazes are. I can see myself in it. Okay. And the, the slight bluish cast. Hey, we're really too. rocking these hats, you know? Oh, indeed. Yeah. Well, so. you, my lady can wear anything and look oh, elegant. Oh, thank you. All right. And this is the part where I'm not going to cut myself or you. <laughs> this is a sword that they actually sell there. And I'd say it weighs about four or five pounds? In that neighborhood. This actually is uh, the working sword of Sir Joseph, the Lord of Lincolnshire. Um, it is one of our fair merchants' starfire swords. They're guaranteed for life. And again, they have been with this village and this festival from its very beginning. Um, they are a tradition in the in the renaissance community their work is exquisite and most beautiful i will say though we have other uh armorers and sword makers within the village as well these are just a few of and the you pieces can actually I brought buy forth. these oh yeah indeed See, i was shocked that you could buy them and carry them but you said that there was some special um the king's guards will draw their sword very rarely for on a festival day uh, our job is mostly just to keep the peace but yay most people who do come to the village who want to purchase something like this may do so and uh, if you are going to wear it uh, and you are not a part of our village upon entering the gate we uh, will peace tie it which simply means we put a ribbon around it so it is held within the scabbard we do not wish to encourage um, people, especially if they've been drinking during the course of the day, right. to draw their weapons. True. I, I have to tell you that now that I've been holding this up as he spoke, as you spoke, Lord Percival, I don't need to go to the gym because it weighs a ton. <laughs> so I am going to very carefully pass that to you to put down so that we can um, give people, and this is, I think this is the map of the kingdom, mm -hmm. of the well, you, the village, but I think of it as the kingdom. Um this is kind of tiny, but I think you can all see, sorry, uh, that there's a little map there and there's a schedule so you can plan out your day. Most shows are repeated two or three times during the day. And um, here you Though go. Many of our entertainers also have multiple shows. They do different shows as well. But yay, almost all of the village entertainments occur multiple times through the day. So if you really want to see the washing well wenches, which you ought, uh, <laughs> and they are scheduled at the same time as perhaps the mud show, another show you should see, then uh, you can schedule and stack the entertainments. I will let you know, of course, with your, your um, entry fee into the village, all the entertainments are free and without charge. And I think I, I read 
you all can read in uh, at capecodtimes.com slash lifestyle. There is a story about the new king and the relatively new queen who's been there for uh, and one year. This is her second year. Hi. And uh, she is a, she's a seamstress, so she has some common interests with you in, in terms of the, uh, the clothing. Indeed, we, um, uh, early on, now I have known this fine lady for a number of years, and I was delighted when circumstances occurred that she would become our new queen. And we conspired together on a, a number of looks for her. Well, you can actually meet the king and queen because they joined the Scottish visitors in singing Loch Lomond on a video that's attached to the story. Please feel free to check that out. And thanks for joining us for a half hour of fun in the Renaissance. And uh, we, we appreciate your coming, Lord Percival. It must be a lot to keep going, but we really enjoy having you here. It is my delight and my honor, my lady. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.